0: Hello, welcome to Five Minutes to Midnight. My name is Mohamed Dafani, and our guest in this episode is Libyan writer and former diplomat Juma Abouklaib, who will be talking about the prevailing chaos in Libya, where two unelected governments are vying for power. But first, I will set out the broader context, recalling how we have reached this point In Libya's very sad and chaotic recent history. Few people expected Libya to transform itself smoothly into a democratic and low-governed state following the NATO-assisted ouster of the regime of Muammar Gaddafi in 2011. However, 10 years on, Libya is in turmoil, once again with two governments. One led by Abdelhamid al-Dubayba, based in the capital Tripoli, corrupt, incompetent and backed by Turkey, Britain, and the United States, while the other, now operating from the central town of Sirt, is led by Fethi Bashar, a highly controversial figure. According to Wolfgang Putzty, a former Austrian diplomat based in Libya, al is alleged to be involved in quote corruption, money laundering, financing of the Muslim Brotherhood, and vote buying unquote. Bashara, on the other hand, has been described by journalist Fahim Tastikin as quote, the Muslim Brotherhood's man, unquote, in the former government of National Accord, where he served as interior minister and as having, quote, strong bonds with the government of Turkey. In May this year, Bashara wrote an opinion piece for the London Times, in which he called for a strategic partnership between Britain and Libya, based on business, security and intelligence, and declaring his aspiration to join the UK in, quote, resisting Russia in Africa, He is also responsible for at least one mass murder, ordering his militia in November 2013 to open fire on unarmed protesters in Tripoli, killing dozens and wounding at least 450. Hopes that Libya would at last embark on a path to stability were dashed at the end of 2021, when presidential elections were postponed the day before they were scheduled to be held. Reportedly under pressure from the United States and Britain, who objected to Gaddafi's son, Saif al-Islam, being one of the candidates. So where to now for Libya? A return to peace and stability seemed somewhat fanciful, with militias Turkish-sponsored mercenaries and crime syndicates blighting the country. Will Libya remain united? The prospect of division between the East, Barqa or Surinayka, and the West, Tripolitania, haunts many Libyans, but is welcomed by others, especially in the East. With us to offer his insight on Libya's plight is Libyan diplomat and writer Abu Bukleib. Welcome, Juma, and... uh, Let's hear what you have to say about Libya.
1: Uh, To leave a legacy is the dream of all politicians. Chaos is the legacy of Colonel Muammar Gaddafi of Libya. During 42 years in power, he seeded chaos, and we Libyans harvested chaos. The chaos, politically, economically, and socially, we are living today. We are living today, after nearly 12 years from his disappearance from the Libyan scene, deprived Libya from achieving the most sought-after stability and prosperity. During Gaddafi's era, I used to jokingly say to my friends, whenever Libya's name appears in the news, it's certainly going to be bad news. After the fall of Gaddafi's regime, Things change. The good news for a short period of time prevale, prevale, prevailed. But soon things returned to the bad old days. The bad news spreading out from Libya regularly made us believe our country is cursed. Does that make me lack objectivity and more inclined to be pessimistic? Maybe, but definitely. I'm not alone on the boat. As long as the bad news is still associated with Libya in the international media, Libyans from different walks of life seem to lose hope in their country and its ability to come out of the current crisis safe and sound. The future stability of Libya, as a matter of fact, is a constant worry to those who who care about the country. Those of you who happen to know Libya will be aware of its geographical importance being the gateway to two continents, Africa to the south and Europe to the north. It also links the western part of the Arab world with its eastern wing. You will also be aware that Libya sleeps on huge reservoirs of oil and gas. Its great geographic location plus its natural wealth makes Libya a target for foreign nations. As a Libyan writer who happened to have lived in the UK for more than three decades, I believe the troubles that Libya witnesses since February 2011 are the result of many unfortunate reasons. Chief among them is the sudden political change that took everyone by surprise. Although Libyans during Koenig Gaddafi's era prayed for change, when their prayers were answered and change was realized, they panicked and couldn't do anything to grab the opportunities given to them change works only if you are prepared for it and provided all the necessary facilities that help it to settle down gradually and flourish are available when Gaddafi was forced out of the political libyan scene in october 2011 there were no political parts no political institution institutions no free media no culture venues, political vacuum mixed with chaos and spread to all aspects of life was the dominant factor in the political scene that Libyan inherited. It led to the emergence of a new opportunistic political elites lacking the necessary qualification and tools helped by militias. The political chaos and conflicts that followed that followed opened the doors wide in front of foreign interference by Arab regional and European states. The Libyan scene turned into a battleground for competing local and foreign interests, in twin to inflict painful damage on Libya's future stability. The political, political vacuum plus the armed conflicts also paved the way for Islamist terrorist groups to care a shelter in the open fast desert. Their bases in Libya, the Libyan desert, became the launch pad for their attacks on neighboring countries in the Sahel. The situation is getting darker and more crowded, with tribal, regional, and personal interests competing for domination and influence democracy is out of their equation their main target is to control the same politically and pocketing oil revenues the way out of the crisis is also complicated in my personal opinion the main the main are foreign powers that refuse to give up what they have already grabbed and achieve it politically and economically. Second, are the leaders of the militias? They are fighting proxy wars, and strongly linked and strongly linked to their foreign masters, who provide for them with the necessary political umbrella, and supply them with money, weapons, and ammunition. Libya's march to achieve democracy will be longer and harder than what we expected. Like the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic, it can be eliminated only with the cooperation of world states and governments. The same can be said about the Libyan dilemma. The way out is not impossible if the international community paid Libya the necessary attention and provided the desperately Needed help by forcing the competing foreign interests to withdraw, and by disarming the militias.
0: Thank you very much for this uh, realistic but very depressing account of the uh, situation in Libya and uh, the situation that Libyans have been suffering after suffering in the previous uh, during the previous regimes' uh, rule as well. Just a, a few questions. Do you think that had the presidential elections taken place in December, that matters would have improved, or do you think that we would have continued with the same divisions, with people claiming that uh, different candidates that they had won, not recognizing the election outcome, etc., etc.?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I don't see a chance for any. Elections to, to be held in Libya, in the near future, because the whole parties or fighting parties, they, I mean, refusing to have it, having election elections in Libya means they are out of the scene, they, and they don't want to leave the scene. You see, they're stuck there, they have their interests there, and to agree on having elections means that they are issuing uh, uh, the sentences themselves to be out of the sea. This is what I see.
0: Yeah, that sounds very true. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, which I'm sure you've, you've read repeatedly, is and that is the prospect of division between East and West. Uh, between Barco, and Lanka, and Tripolitania. Now, for many Libyans, myself included, that would be a very depressing outcome of, of the turmoil that we've been through. What, how, how realistic is this, do you think? Do you think there is a prospect for division?
1: I think we are in a situation, we are in, in an open uh, situation where all possibilities are. Available, You don't know which way things develop, or which way things go, either now or in the future. Uh, practically, um, the country now is divided. I mean, you have the government of Mr. Bayba is in Tripoli, in Tripoli and in the outskirts of Tripoli. Outside of that, they don't have any influence outside of it. And in Barfa, still, uh, General uh, Haftar and, 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 and his people ruling there, the country is practically divided now, honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. My final question is about the militias. Uh, a year or so after the, the uh, ouster of Gaddafi, There were a lot of accounts saying there could be as many as 17,000 different uh, militias. Their number is probably now reduced to a few powerful ones, some based in Masrata, some based uh, elsewhere in the country. Who is in a position to disarm these? Some are backed by Turkey, some are backed by Turkey and Qatar, and some backed by uh, God knows who. Uh, Italy also is backing some parties in Misrata, Who is in a position uh, to actually disarm these militias? Uh, I'm assuming that disarming them will have to involve some amount of force since they're not going to give up their power uh, voluntarily. Well, what do you think?
1: As I said in my piece, uh, just uh, I, I read now, it's like the COVID-19. If the international community, doesn't come together and work together to sort that that the, the problem of COVID and spread the <coughs> the, the cure to uh, to the other poor countries and, and and help them to come out of it. The the COVID will will continue spreading. I mean, we will never get rid. Of, we will never get rid of it. But the international community has to work together. It's the same applies to Libya. For Libya to come out of its hole, everyone has to work that. We need international pressure. I mean all these big powers to work together and to come together in in, 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 in one and they push or what, what I say I mean uh, and, and they uh, make this uh, militia leaders believe and see that they have no chance and they're, and they're backs to the wall either they have to disarm and, and stop the, uh, what, what, what they're doing or they're going to be or they're going to face the music this is the only way yeah, I... Now the the militia now they they really rule the country. I mean they milking any government that comes in, in Tripoli. They milking the money. They making the money. They making everything, and they are buying arms. They are recruiting more more young more young people. That's I mean, if we need the international community come together and they force them, they put them their backs to the wall, and they have money. Either you disarm or you face the music, and that's it.
0: Yeah, uh, personally, I can't see the international community doing that unless the situation in Libya poses a sufficient threat to the uh, to Southern Europe and other international powers that they are forced it's, to it's act. A, it's
1: already it's already posing a threat to Southern Europe and also to the in the south, to the shahal, uh, the uh, neighboring country in yeah. the shahal. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's, and it's not just the uh, drugs, it's not just uh, human trafficking. It's also the Islamist terrorists. they are back now in the desert.
0: Uh, big time, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, that, uh, that was very interesting and very depressing. Unfortunately, this is our situation. That was uh, Juma a uh, former Libyan diplomat and writer, talking to me, Muhammad Al Dufani, on five minutes to, uh, to midnight. Thank you very much, Juma, and uh, best of luck.
1: Thank you for having me.